Hey guys, just letting you know this episode of the Knox Comedy Podcast is brought to you by LaughAddicts.com. Laugh Addicts is a new website for comedy. You can sign up, put up your show dates, network with other comedians, and also post in the forum. Go to LaughAddicts.com to sign up today, and it is free. That's LaughAddix.com. LaughAddicts.com. Now onto the podcast. It's the Knox Comedy Podcast. Knox Comedy Podcast, yeah. Now, guys, remember there's a seven-item minimum tonight, and we don't forget to try the chuckle fries. Don't forget to try the chuckle fries. You gotta try the chuckle fries. The server will be coming around with a baton in case you forget that. Can I gamble on you before we think? What will we do later on? Hey everybody, it's Matt Ward. This is episode two of the Knox Comedy Podcast. Just in case we both are wrong. We are still in the process of securing funding through our Indiegogo project. I think I said Indiegogo last time. I don't know why. I don't know why I insist in calling it Indiegogo. It's Indiegogo. It's kind of like calling uh, Minneapolis Minneapolis or some happy horseshit. But anyway, I'm here on the podcast. We are have some new clips to play this week, and we also have an interview with uh, Mike Kaplan and Zach Sherwin, who recently came through Knoxville on their Tyrannosaurus Rex comedy tour. We have some great shows coming up in the next three months. We've actually expanded our calendar dramatically. Uh, Some fantastic stuff coming up, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But right now we want to play a track from Drew Whitney, recorded live at The Well on August 21st, Opening up for Mike Kaplan and Zach Sherwin's Tyrannosaurus comedy tour. This is Drew Whitney. So I was raised Baptist. I know I'll take a minute for the shock to wear off for some of you. I have noticed that the number of people freaked out about me being raised Baptist is equal to the number of people who find out who weren't raised Baptist. That scares all people who are they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, well, it's not really that. No, you were in a cult. <laughs> well, you got me there. That's true. But it wasn't that bad. No, it was terrible. We used to get laid in high school, and you had to go to lock-ins. <laughs> and that's true. But, guys, listen. If you've never finger-banged a bitch on an all-carpeted gym floor under a blanket <laughs> while someone sings a one-note praise song... You have never lived. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns. Thank you, Jesus. What about a truck driver named Paul Clark? Walked into a bar. Drunker in hell. Walked up the bartender. He says, say, bartender. Say, who did you vote for in the election? Bartender said, there's one subject I will not have discussed in this tavern, and that's politics. Paul said, Bartender, what church you go to? Bartender said, there's one subject 
I will not have disgust in this tavern. And that's religion. Paul so well, okay, my sinner. Is it okay if we talk about sex? Martin said, well, certainly. Sex is always an open subject in a bar. Paul said, okay, fuck you. Did anybody try the chuckle fries? <laughs> chuckle fries. Chuckle fries. You just heard from Gene Tracy, a truck stop comic prevalent in the 1960s and 70s. And before that, Drew Whitney recorded live at The Well on August 21st, opening for Mike Kaplan in Sack Sherwin. Now, Gene Tracy represents a genre of comedy that's kind of come and gone, and that would be truck stop comedy. You can find a lot of different truck stop comics on YouTube if you do a truck stop comedy search, Gene Tracy being a common one you'll come across. The uh, resounding feature of truck stop comedy is much more uncensored and much less politically correct. If you uh, listen to some of the material, you may even be offended regardless of what current offensive comics you listen to because there's a lot of sexism, racism, and bigotry in the style itself. But something interesting to check out to see how we've progressed and changed and become more censoring of our comedy and more self-censoring of our comedy over the years. I want to give you a list of some live events coming up on Wednesday, September 11th at the Pilot Light will be Tim Northern. That show will start at 9 p.m. and tickets are $5 at the door. On Friday, September 13th will be the Friday the 13th Comedy Booze Cruise. Tickets are $10 in advance and $12 at the door. On Wednesday, September 18th is the next Comedy Roast. We have the Roast of Darth Vader. And that will be at the Pilot Light, and the show will start at 9 p.m. Admission to that show will be $7. On Friday, September 20th, myself, along with J.C. Ratliff, Dugan Broadhurst, and a cast of locals including Hunter Roberts, Sterling Hammond, and Nathan Blevins, will be at the Hideaway in Johnson City, Tennessee. Admission is $5, and that show starts at 9 o'clock. A little comedy road trip. On Wednesday, September 25th, we welcome Shane Moss to the well. Shane just recorded his hour special on Comedy Central and was recently seen on the Conan O'Brien show. That will be at the well on Wednesday, September 25th. Tickets are $8 in advance and $10 at the door. That is a 9 p.m. showtime. Now I want to cut to an interview with Mike Kaplan and Zach Sherwin, recorded after their show here in Knoxville. We'll pick it up with the two discussing their experience of touring in the South. What are some impressions that the South has left you with? I mean, sincerely, I've been, I'm now talking about it on stage, and I think I'll keep doing it, but that it's so... I mean, the people in general have been super nice. Like, yeah. it's a, a really genteel... You know, like, the Southern hospitality is not a myth. Uh, like, everywhere we go, you know, it's like not even... You know, in the North, people will just, like, you know, look at you and keep going. And here... At least they seem like they care. They pretend. Like in the they, north, they're a lot busier, and yeah, maybe I don't know if it's more. You know, it's like I, I hate you. It doesn't matter. You know, like but here it's like hey, like I mean the the TV, like the morning shows we've done, the radio we've done, just the you know strange the people at every hotel we check into, yeah. everywhere the people are. It's like a really pleasant. It's place. like you just assume that things are gonna that people are gonna want to help. I think is sort of like the fundamental. Yeah. It, like if I'm in. 
yeah, I feel like I live in Los Angeles, and if I'm in Boston or New York, the cities that I'm in the most on the East Coast, you know, if you need something customer service-wise or, like, you have a you have to have help for something, I just am sort of like, well, odds are kind of 50-50 on this. I believe in basic human goodness, but but uh, here I'm sort of like, yeah, there's going to be a parking spot. Someone's going to help me out with something. It's going to be a nice thing. So, I mean, it's been great. And I've also been struck, I'll just say on this tip, that uh, every city we've been in has had, like, like not enormous southern cities are cool like there's scenes and uh there's stuff going on and there's art and creative people and like-minded people and it's surprising and i hope that doesn't sound condescending it's awesome no that same like i would say to add on to that i've been interviewed like you know by a few like we did you know some newspaper promo for things like oh let's do an interview to promote the show and or like after the fact like how did you how like when we whenever we go to a city like how did you enjoy like how how are you enjoying that or look out i think somebody was like the the other night they're like oh look out for knoxville you know the kind of uh, and then somebody reminded him that there was a college there and he's like oh yeah that's right but like i guess <laughs> that yeah. is true literally last night someone was like well, you're ending it on knoxville Good luck. <laughs> but and i this mean this is one of the best shows amazing it's probably but, renan <laughs> it wasn't it, yeah, it was, I don't know if it was a comedian. It probably was a comedian, but uh, it was just somebody who didn't remember that. I guess the point is that everywhere we've gone, like you know, obviously in the north, wherever you go, there could be people that like you, that don't like you, that get yeah. you, that don't get you, uh, and you just hope that the people that you know, that the people that come to the show are the the ones that are right for you. You know, not yeah. even you know, not good, bad, uh, young, old, dumb, smart, whatever it is. Like whoever the people who would respond to you. And that's what we found for the most part. Like uh, at the the huge, the bulk of these shows, the people who come out are like the the comedy fans, the people who have heard of us potentially, have heard of epic rap battles, have seen me on some TV show, and they're excited to see us. So it's it's not like oh man, what's the South like? It's like well, we get this cool slice of it. I mean, maybe it's all exactly like this, and like wherever we go, whoever came out would be like that. Yeah. But it's I think you know that we're self-selecting by uh, hopefully having done enough good work up to this point that people want to see it just the general impression that there are people who care about comedy and care about it to the point that they're like willing to get involved and really put themselves out there for these tours like you did a i know you're not trying to get smoke blown up your butt but like we you did a tremendous amount of promotion like nick shaheen who set up four of our shows five five of our shows i mean it's too boring for the sake of this podcast, but suffice it to say as a blanket statement that he really like went above and beyond. And, no, sure. No, actually, I think stuff. it's important for the people on this podcast to know about Nick and what Nick does. Oh, yeah. yeah he's, a, he's a funny comic and just a super hard hustler, promoter. Super hard hustler. That's what I want to say. And, so funny comic, hard hustler, and like a good dude. Oh, yeah. So like, I mean, what a triumvirate. He's like a, he's, he's a person he went, to know about. I left my, I left my suitcase in Chattanooga. And I was going to have to drive, you know, it was going to add like three or four hours to go get it. And Nick was like, oh, I'll just pick it up on the way to come meet you at a show. And uh, and it was really, and he, it was out of his way like two hours. The To be fair, he didn't realize it was out of his way two hours when he made the <laughs> offer. So uh, he... Uh, That's Nick. Yeah, it took him, it took him, it, it maybe if I if I had known that, when he was like, oh yeah, it'll be like 20 minutes, not a problem. If, I, if he had been like, oh yeah, it's two hours out of the way, he probably still would have done it. Yeah, be he nice, because he's a super guy, That's but I wouldn't have, have I wouldn't have made him. I wouldn't have had him do that. I would have done it myself. But so just to bring it in a little bit, to answer that question, I've been struck by how cool the scenes are, how supportive and tightly knit the comedy communities seem to be, and... Uh, just like I felt very supported like everyone's been coming out it feels like it's a a hang for the scene it's flattering to feel like you know the show is an event 
uh, that people are wanting to come out for. And I think it's a credit to the comedy communities. I think it's a credit to the producers of these shows. We haven't had any venues that were like we walk in and we're like, oh no. Oh yeah. Like they've all been cool spots. I'd say there was only one show where like it just they we didn't draw the you know as much as most of the like most of the shows were either in either packed or at least you know packed enough that like it was great like yeah. you know every every room that we were in was full enough uh, so like we we picked. You know, or we or the, the producers, the people who we got put in touch with, pick like Nick and you and people we were told to talk to by a uh, shout out to Joe Zimmerman was a guy who sort of uh, spearheaded. The, he was sure. like, hey, talk to these five people. Yeah. And like those five led to some other ones. And yeah. uh, he's a super guy and a great comic and, you know, from uh, has, you know, history in the area. Sure, so yeah. it was just all like a very, you know, community based experience of figuring out who to talk to, where to go, and then spreading the word to, like, make these shows awesome. I mean, one of the things also that's great about, you know, not being at a club is, uh, I mean, I love I love performing at clubs. I'm happy sure. to. If a club owner's listening, I want to come there. Uh, <laughs> but, like, that just sort of like, most of the time there's no deadline. It's sort of like, we, the show can be whatever we want it to. Sometimes it's just, like, a host and us. Sometimes, like tonight, it's, you know, a host and a couple local comics and us. Which is great to see, you know, like we've seen, we've met some really cool, really funny comics along the way that I'll be excited to see more from, like in the future, you know, and like made some new friends. Uh, like we were in Louisville last night, and like, like yeah, super tight community oh, there, yeah. and some really that scene was exceptionally like really cool. Uh, and they like so every like sometimes we'd show up somewhere and they'd be like, "What do you, you know, what do you want to do? We're gonna do." There'll be a couple comics, and then you can go for a half hour you can go for two hours you can and so we could do whatever we wanted to to wrap it up um not necessarily advice but some inspirational words for some young comics that are looking to be comedians as their career uh, i mean the as here's here's a, we can tell this story uh we were in i guess it doesn't matter where but every everywhere we go there are like younger comedians you know or if not younger people less experienced comedians who have these questions have specific questions like and there was one particular comedian who you know he'd been doing it maybe eight months uh he was young and he was just you know sort of really hungry and he sees so many people succeeding around him and he's like how do i do it and he was asking us real you know a lot of questions specific questions different people like sort of asking everybody and that's that's good it's good to do that and obviously there are resources like this podcast, like other podcasts, like books, and, you know, going out and listening and learning and watching. And then, here's the thing, though, uh, one piece of advice is, if you, like, listen to the answers, because sometimes the answer is just keep working. Like, you know, if, you, if you're eight months in, and you're like, well, how do I get on TV? How do I get a manager? How do I get an agent? Uh, the answer is, don't worry about that for now. Like, become a good, like, get on stage as much as possible. Write as much as possible. I mean, those are the only important pieces of advice is write, write and perform. Write in the day, perform. Yeah, yeah. just keep getting, do, if, if you don't live somewhere where you can perform a lot, maybe think about moving somewhere else, like, legitimately, or know that you're going to be driving a ton. If you want to, you know, when I lived in Boston, which is where I started, uh, eventually, like, there was, you know, maybe not a show every night that I could do, but the bulk of the week I could get on. Or if I couldn't, I would drive an hour to Rhode Island or to New Hampshire or to Connecticut or out in western Massachusetts a few hours. Like, because you have to. You have to, you know, you got those, uh, get those Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours in. You know, you got to, like, if you want to, you know, if you want to improve at the fastest rate possible, you have to do it. It's a learn by doing thing. And so then all the other answers will sort of fall into place. Like, uh, one of the towns we were in, I saw a guy who I was like, that's amazing. Have you ever, 
like submitted to like you're set to a late night show and he was like no and I was like well you should and uh, and I'll try to help you do that you know like it's uh, I mean that that sort of thing isn't specifically going to happen all the time like there and you know it's not to say that that's a direct you know conduit to success and even you know getting on TV doesn't specifically mean it's it's all just stepping stones it's all gradual and it's all like the first time that I was on TV, I think I wanted... I was already a working comedian. I, I was making my living, like, for about a year doing colleges, mostly, which I had... That had been my one of my goals, was to be like, oh, let's get a set together, try to get a college agent, try to get booked on that market, because I thought my comedy would be good for it, and it turned out that that worked pretty well for a little while, and I still do some colleges, but for a while I was doing a lot of them. And then one of the reasons that I wanted to get on TV prior to that was, like, I just want to be able to use that credit to get me into colleges, you know, to get... So, like, everything sort of, like, just feeds on itself. Like, the the reason that you should do it is because you love doing it. If you love doing it, do it. And it's, it's I mean, this sounds, hor- like, horribly, you know, cheesy. It's, it's, it's its own reward. Like, you have to be enjoying doing it, and then everything else will come from that. Like, you will meet the people that you need to meet once you're, you know, once you're funny enough, once you're good enough. Like, and there's no specific level, and there's no specific path. Like, everybody has a different path. So the only thing that you can control is the amount of effort that you put in into doing what you do, doing what you enjoy, and getting better at it until people are like, yeah. So people kind of can't help but notice. Yeah, I think, I mean, I forget if it's Steve Martin that I've heard a number of people quote, just like, become undeniable. You know, like, once you're... Steve Martin. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and it's... Or, you know, it's it's everybody now. Like, of course, become as good as you can, and then there's no... Like, and don't get bitter, because it's also like, I know tons of people who are so talented and not making a living at comedy, because there are other factors involved. Like, you can't, not everything is in your control. Like, there's luck factors, there's circumstances, like, you can, there's so many, for every person, you know, who is succeeding, who deserves it, there's a person, I mean, I don't know how many, I don't know if it's the exact numbers, but there are people who quote-unquote deserve it, who aren't, aren't making it, and the world's not fair, but all you can do is put in the work and give yourself the best chances possible to hit those opportunities. And you just heard from Mike Kaplan and Zach Sherwin talking about their experience touring in the South, as well as some helpful advice on how to move forward as a comedian. Once again, we would like to thank LaughAddicts.com for their promotional support. That's LaughAddix.com. Now we want to play a track from Shane Moss. Shane will be performing Knox Comedy Live Presents Wednesday, September 25th at The Well, 4620 Kingston Pike in Bearden, West Knoxville neighborhood. Shane recently recorded his hour special for Comedy Central, and this is a clip uh, from a little further back than that. This is Shane Moss. I'd like to share a little personal story with you guys. Maggie and I went to a Bruins game a couple years ago, and um, we're there. We're having to find enough time. We had free tickets. We're not huge hockey enthusiasts. So I was like, you know, honey, all we should do is we should bet on the game. We'll get really into it. Have a lot more fun. And she's like, yeah, okay. It's like, all right, well, what do you want if you win? And she was like, I would like a foot rub. What do you want if you win? And I was like, butt sex. (laughs) 
And she said, I should have asked for more than a foot rub. <laughs> Which, yeah, she should have. Uh, I'm mad at my black folks. See, you, you see what you did to me? Everybody else is racist, and I get to go in now. I'm going to look like an asshole. That's great. But I'm mad at you, including Samuel L. Jackson at the bar. I'm mad at my black people. <laughs> here's, why I'm, here's why I'm mad. Now, I don't exclude in the jokes. I include in the jokes. Understand me, okay? <laughs> He's a slick-looking leader <laughs> daddy. Oh, don't do this to me. All right. Why is it you can take a 400-pound black guy, put a green three-piece suit with tails and white penny loafers, and he'll look slick as a motherfucker? Why is that? You put me in a green suit with white penny loafers, I look like an 85 Buick LeSabre. <laughs> makes, with white walls, even. It makes no damn sense to me. I'm sick of this shit, okay? I like colors other than this, too. You just heard from David Wright that was recorded live at Twisted Mike's Tap Room on Thursday, August 29th. Dave Wright will be on the Cross-Eyed Comedy Tour coming up in the beginning of September. Currently, they have Sunday, September 8th at Out Front on Main in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Tuesday, September 10th at Big Daddy's Burger in Austin, Texas. And then Friday the 13th at L.A. Bar and Grill in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Before that, you heard Shane Moss. Shane Moss, of course, will be at The Well on September 25th. Tickets are $8 in advance, $8.50 with service fee, or you can get them at the door for $10. Just reminding you, of course, we have that project. You can find more information about how to fund the Knox Comedy Podcast at knoxcomedy.com. We have an Indiegogo project going until the beginning of October to help us fund equipment, better equipment, to have a better podcast and help expose more comedy scenes to the audiences that need to come to their shows. Now we're going to play a clip also recorded at Twisted Mike's Tap Room on Thursday, August 29th. This is Marcus Stapleton at Twisted Mike's Tap Room for Left Hand Comedy. Uh, a couple of minutes ago, uh, I read Sam over here, read him a statement, and uh, Sam told his friend there, who told this lovely lady here, who told this lovely lady here. So we're going to find out what was said. So what did you hear? Cheeseburger, chili cheese fries, thou shall not kill, thou shall not steal, and strawberry milkshake. All right. Okay, so the exact phrase was large chili cheese fries with a Coke, double cheeseburger, no pickle, no tomato, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery or covet your neighbor's wife, ass, or possessions, <laughs> and... A strawberry low-fat shake. How do you think you did? Great. On a scale of 1 to 10, you know, how bad did you fuck it up? 10. <laughs> a 10? You fucked it up a 10? All right, well, that was like four people in like five minutes. And I'm just going to leave you with this thought. That's how the Bible was written. <laughs> And that was Marcus Stapleton live August 29th at Twisted Mike's Tap Room for Left Hand Comedy. As always, visit KnoxComedy.com for all the information about comedy shows happening in East Tennessee. And thank you for listening to our podcast. 
We're going to close out this show with a clip from Tim Northern. Tim Northern will be at the Pilot Light coming up Wednesday, September 11th at the Pilot Light. This is Tim Northern recorded live at Go Bananas Comedy Club in Cincinnati. Thanks for listening. Reading is cool, man. You should learn, man. I read this one book, man. It was all, it was good. It was about famous explorers and how some of them died under weird circumstances. Like uh, Christopher Columbus died of syphilis. I thought that was weird. Magellan, he just fell off the face of the earth. They don't know what happened right there. Yeah. Marco Polo was found dead in the bottom of a swimming pool. Yeah, he was blindfolded. <laughs> they think Lewis and Clark had something to do with his death. Yeah, it seems that he sold them a bad Sacagawea. <laughs> I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I do Sacagawea jokes, man. I ain't scared. <laughs> <laughs>